welcome to the podcast. This is Shannon, your beer mistress. This is the professor. Rick and Rich. <laughs> welcome to the Microbrew Review. This is episode 39. Woot. I know, we've got numbers. We're, we're in line now after the last one. We might even use them in order. In order this time. Unlikely. <laughs> Maybe for the next episode we'll do it in Roman numerals. Yes. Why not? Um, today on the podcast we are continuing our denial of summer. Yeah, <laughs> keep it coming. <laughs> uh, so it's June, and we are it's going... A, it's a colder, rainy night. Dark and stormy night in Dar- June. Exactly, dark and stormy night. We need some dark and stormy beer. There you go. Well, how about a little Epic Brewing 825 State Stout? Ooh. So I thought that would be a good way to... Uh, here's one of the things that I love about Epic is on the side of the bottle... They stamp what release number it is and the ABV specific to that brew. Sometimes if it's more rare, they'll even say, you know, it's from this barrel or whatever. But Mm -hmm. I hope that this doesn't put you guys off. I'm going to say Mm -hmm. the ABV on this beer. 6.2. 5.6. Which is ironic because uh, Epic Brewing Company, uh, they're from Utah. And the... The law there used to be you could only brew like 3% beers, basically. Uh, and that rule changed in 2008. Is that the and Mormons? What's that? Is that because the Mormons? It is, actually, yeah. Because uh-huh. it's a sin to be drinking that alcoholic I, beverage. We're in Pennsylvania with the Quakers. <coughs> I don't judge. <laughs> like. But Epic Brewing Company was the first company that opened that had higher ABV beers. And this is only like five-something. <laughs> <laughs> I just find it, I was, I was hoping because it's like, what was it, 825? I'm like, come on, can't the percent be 8.25? That would be pretty great. Match the name here. It's kind of slightly disappointing in that, that, okay. that manner. So a guy at work brought me uh, a beer menu. He was visiting his mother in Buffalo. And he said, this is the best beer bar in Buffalo. Um, and I have to go back in a couple of weeks. So I want you to go through here and tell me what I should drink. And it was kind of rustic. It was one of those where I don't even think they had, say, you know, publisher to put it together with. But they did, they did a pretty good job. Um, and there were 36 beers, and I could not, for the life of me, find the first four. Like, it numbers them and starts at number five. <laughs> Eventually, it's written really tiny that this place also brews four beers of their own. You know, number one, two, three, and four. And upon reading the descriptions, I saw that every beer, one was a pilsner, one was a lager, one was a stout, and one was an ale. All of them, exactly 5% ABV. And that's all it took for me to say, no, thank you. I don't need to try your beer. <laughs> it is okay. If you're, I feel like they are I'm aiming to try Bob's for, backyard beer. Yeah. If, if you're, if you're brewing beer for a goal of an ABV and not of a flavor, that just makes me a little skeptical. Was that their goal? I don't know. Okay. I decided it was their goal. Either way. They're from upstate New York, so they had some good Ithaca. They had some good Omegang. They had some other stuff that I knew would be good. Could dive into. And he just gets frustrated because his wife buys him whatever's on sale at the supermarket. <laughs> and so he'll come in and he'll beer say... beer on sale? <laughs> it's Virginia. I got you some lovely Bud Light lime. You <laughs> like limes? He'll say, she got me Sam Adams because it was a dollar off. And I keep telling her to stop, but then I have to drink it anyway. <laughs> You're like, all right, honey, I know you got it for me. Thank you. Ooh, it smells nice. It smells, it, it's got a good aroma. See, now I'm always like a bad aroma since like the uh, the, the Belgian episode Ooh. with... Uh, brigand. Brigand. Ah, yeah. oh, it smelled so good. At this one, I'm like, I'm like, it's got a good scent to it. It's got a good malty aroma, but yeah, your face is basically this, you're thinking about the taste right now? It's watching not the very beer. epic. No. It's a little I, I literally took a sip of this and I went, it's pretty... Uh, that's pretty bland. Pretty bland. Yeah. <laughs> I have some high expectations when it comes to any kind of dark beer, and this is a... Uh, well, and it's called Elevated it. Series. I mean, that makes me think extra flavor. Yeah. One well, would think. I mean, it's... It's fine. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> I completed your thought. <laughs> I, I, I feel like this is... Uh, it almost seems to me like someone took a porter... Like filled it halfway, and then they water the rest of it to kind of spread it out a little bit. I feel like I'm really insulting this beer right now. 
<laughs> they're like, they're like, and brewers are just like, it's you time know, for like, us to get more honest. Screw <laughs> you. And I'm like, I'm just gonna be honest. Hey, I'm, I'm being a little, I'll be a little snooty. I'll be, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm Rick and Rich. I'll be a little <laughs> snooty with this one, because I really, I love a good border, like the one we had uh, with the cousin Max. Oh, the ass kisser. Okay, the ass kisser was yeah. that was pretty good, and that was that had it. some good flavor to it. This I'm kind of, it's not that it's bad. It's just that from by comparison with some of the really good porters I've had. Maybe here's what it is. I picked it up because there was this neat little handwritten sign um, on the end cap at the store that said, "This is the best thing coming out of Utah right now." Oh, that's cute. And maybe what I should I bet it's true. They've actually yeah. won a lot of awards. I was on their website, and they've got lots of golds and silvers. They won in a uh, Denver brewing competition. They won some stuff. Not for this beer, necessarily, but... Uh, I've had things by Epic that I do enjoy. This one's just not very Epic. Right. Yes, but it's contrary, contrary to what the brewer's name is, because uh, Epic is yeah not very currently. At least not this one. It's, yeah, and I forget the one we had. Did we have one epic after the zombie run? No. Alright, I can't remember the last epic I had. I don't see a lot of it, mm. but I don't know. I feel like I should know the answer to that because it's obviously on our webpage, so if the answer is yes, then I feel really smart. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's It's been a while. <laughs> that was October. It's June. It's been so many beers. Please, there's been, like, last month seems long away to me. I went on an audition and I, I saw uh, a girl that I know that's, you know, friends of friends. And I was like, oh, hey, when was the last time? It's like, I saw you, uh, what was it, the christening? That was a couple months ago. He goes, no, it was like more, it was earlier than that. It was February. It was the, your, your show. I was in a Valentine's Day musical. And I went, God, that feels like, like two years, years ago. ago. Yeah. And uh, I'm like, oh, it's February. I'm like, okay. No, yeah. someone told me that uh, today. They're like, it's June, you realize. Because I said, oh, uh, June 11th, and I said, well, it is June already, and I said, yeah, I'm not really <laughs> certain it's 2013, so let's not even get into the month of the year. Yeah, it's a little rough sometimes. <laughs> I, with my scheduling, some, I didn't know what day it was today. I'm still not quite sure. <laughs> Somebody was like, oh yeah, for the weekend, and I was like, weekend? <laughs> when did they Oh, happen? it is, isn't it? I guess so. All right. Oh, please, we were just talking about my like the show that I'm in now, and I'm like, yeah, it's closing on Thursday. Th yesterday was Thursday. Tomorrow is <laughs> Saturday when it's closing. I don't know words. <laughs> it's just a day. Which is, I just know this is the day I have to do something and be here at this time. Words mean things. Words mean things. Sadly. So, so I always hear people saying, thank God it's Friday. I'm like, what is this day of the week you speak of? Yeah, what, is, what is this Friday? It sounds magical. I wish I had one. <laughs> where, where can I get a Friday? Okay, yeah. <laughs> Oh, I'd like a greeting card with something like that. On Where can side. I get a Friday? <laughs> with a nice little coupon that says, here's your Friday. Here's yeah, your Friday. Right? Hmm. Is there any candy called Friday or something like that? There mm. should be. Yeah, it's true. There should be. And it should be like some kind of alcohol-related candy. The candy <laughs> should have an alcohol percentage. That would be awesome. <laughs> yeah, like just some kind of like chocolate, peanut butter, pretzel booze. <laughs> just in one pretzel booze just pretzel Chocolate booze peanut butter pretzel booze I'm game yep. okay. let's do it let's do another throwdown here's a throwdown for any any <laughs> listener Berlin that's take another, me a yeah. chocolate pretzel beer <laughs> go on take five beer Berlin was one of our <laughs> first ten listeners and if we keep challenging him he's not going to listen <laughs> anymore I know he's yeah. been like alright I want to do it but you have to pay me to do it He's gonna start. He's gonna demand. Oh, well, I don't even think it would be that. I think he would just be like, I'm "Done." <laughs> he's like, "I had Fridays till I met you people." Then <laughs> <laughs> you had all these wacky beer ideas. I'm gonna say, "Take five beer." It sounds pretty good. <laughs> take five stout. There's not a lot of uh, candy beers out there, <laughs> well, other than like chocolate. some Southern Tier stuff. Yeah. But I don't think of. Chocolate and candy as the same thing. Like, good chocolate is still rich and flavorful, but candy a lot of times, just sweet. It's just, yeah, it's just sugar. Just sugar. That's true. Which is part of the reason I don't like dessert at most places, or any of those, like, pre-packaged dessert, mm -hmm. like, hostessy Twinkie kind of things. They're just like, it's like, what's the point? Yeah. Yeah, generally sweets, I know me, I'm, I kind of back off a lot of it, because, like, you think... Um, 
that I'd be like, I'd be like, oh, I'd like be the kind of person that would go out and buy a five pound Hershey bar, literally take a shaving off and go, I'm done. Yeah. I, I don't know. I was like, I don't know why I just bought this. Yeah, There's, there really isn't no. much point. When to people it. get me candy, like around the Valentine's Day or Easter or whatever, I basically just take the Hershey Kisses or whatever the solid chocolate is and melt it down and cook with it. You know, I'm like, oh, I can dip this uh, some strawberries in here. Or I can. I'm never gonna. I. I don't a sit I at my desk s'mores. and say, "Gee whiz, I wish I had a Hershey Kiss right now." Like that's just a, maybe a real one, but yeah. not a Hershey one. It always feels like ones. just such empty flavor. Yeah. What the beer? <laughs> oh, <laughs> wow. Sorry. Sorry. He is wicked. I know. I'm being wow. mean. I'm being mean today. I'm totally mean. Right. I like some mean. I'm totally being mean. I'm just, uh... That's, Ian got worried the other week because I started, we've always talked about this, but for some reason, till I get the podcast up at night, I always get a little flustered and tired. Um, I've been posting the podcast on the Facebook walls of the breweries that we highlight. <laughs> okay. So... Well, Epic's not getting this one. <laughs> yeah, so the first people to respond... No such thing as bad publicity, right? ...were <laughs> Southern Tier... You know, they're like, oh, that's awesome. We'll give it a listen. That was the same week Weyerbacher also reached out to us. Um, and Ian had this moment of panic where he's like, oh, my God, what did we say about it? Please say that we said good things about it. Are they really going to listen? <laughs> <laughs> say good things. Say good it things. It boggles my brain that anybody listens to this, to be honest. Well, Southern Tier does a pretty, does a very good job. I, there's a lot oh, of yeah. Southern Tiers I've, I've done. Their Plum Noir was neat, too. I mean, that's It was like, neat. Yeah. I, I, I remember you guys talking about that because we saw I, we saw it recently and I looked at it and I went I'm like they were, we were just talking I think they were talking about that they did a podcast about this I think I missed that one because I'm looking at it going I know there was like a fruit beer yes the fruit episode and like the, the triple plum berries or whatever yeah not the plum that plums are berries but you know for the sake of a title it worked yeah, yeah. just an all encompassing title I'm sure if you put a plum out someone would be like eh, fruit <laughs> yeah it works good enough good enough purple fruit yeah Pretty close, right? So, mm. Ian is like, I downed it. Can we please move on to a real beer? <clears throat> Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not super impressed with this. I would love to try some of their other stuff. Perhaps some of their stuff that won some of those medals. Definitely. That uh, were so highly praised. So I guess when it comes, no, that's not true. I was going to say when it comes to a theme for today, I was going to say Middle America. Because <laughs> uh, we went from Utah to Missouri. The heartland. The heartland. Yeah, that's better put. I think that's good. So this one is by... That's where the dual six packs are. <laughs> oh my God. That was disturbing and amazing. <laughs> uh, this is by Boulevard Brewing Company out of Kansas City. Uh, and this is called Nomo Double. Um... Boulevard has not been on since Thanksgiving. I did their Tank House 7 farmhouse Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. I remember Jason not liking that one. No, so which is why I'm <laughs> <laughs> kind of anxious to try this, this one. This is a double, huh? Yep. Molasses I was never talking spices. about We're like, yeah, I remember Jason not liking that one. <laughs> this podcast is going down real quick now. Well, you always said you always like wanted to maybe have beers we might not like on here. Well, and I feel, and this is no, uh, I'm not saying anything bad about Boulevard. I've never actually tried any of their beers, but well, then good. I'm glad. I feel like we've covered a lot of the the big, bigger, basic beers. You know, like we Southern Tier. We've done them. We've done a lot of the local brews. Uh, you know, Weyerbacher and Victory and stuff. So mm -hmm. let's let's branch out. Let's find some new breweries that we've never heard of or never had. And you know, I'm sure there's going to be some that are awful, and hopefully some pleasant, surprising ones. As well, well, it's the it's the law of averages. There's got to be. You know, you go through enough, there's going to be, a, you know, a diamond here or there. There's certain... Well, and what did we learn from that importer when we went to the beer class that... I, I mean, a lot. There are like 16,000 breweries now. Look at the color on I that. Know. That's a I was just about right? to say, so far, so far the color is, is, uh, is making me like it already. And a good stock. The head mm. looks promising, too. Story of my life. Oh... <laughs> Always a false promise. Yes. <laughs> When it's a full promise, what we're talking about beer. I don't yep, know. What I was you're just letting you have saying. that sniffy moment just in your glass. Yep, just, just breathe, breathe it in. I told Richly you. always goes down smooth. Oh, 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 oh. 
I'm so glad you already have your moniker. We would have to. I know. We would have to come up with another one. I'm just. Hey, you slapped the title on me. I'm just, you know. I didn't. Cousin Max did. (laughs) See, the the, the two that you tried to make enemies became fast friends. (laughs) Yeah, I'm pretty sure their wonder twin powers united or something. Mm. I think we always knew they'd get along. Yeah. That's, what, that's why we didn't introduce them to each other. We were afraid they wouldn't want to be our friend anymore once they met. <laughs> like, screw this podcast. We're going to go hang out on our own and drink beer. <laughs> Call it rich to the max. Oh, <laughs> I like it. <laughs> that's what the episode should have been called. Oh, oh. man. I, oh, idea man a little too late this time around. We got to get, uh, I think, the three guys together. What? Yeah. What? And, yeah. See what happens. <laughs> <laughs> no editing. <laughs> oh, man. No beeps. Okay. No beep. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. What? I need to... This needs to happen. So Come on. Even South Park had a shit episode where they did. They just say, were able to say it like 700 times? Yeah. So here's the thing. I listened to last week's podcast, and yes, you gave me a hard time for not wanting to... Remember you said, are you angry enough to cuss about it and i said I no i want to you know not use my words you guys snuck in four separate curse words everything short of the f-bomb and i'm like you guys totally undermine me did we yes man i need to i need my computer needs to start well, working i don't think so those actually count as episode. curse words though i think they're just derogatory comments no i think they're just words words i'm pretty sure the f1 is the only one that we really have to stay away from <laughs> I just thought that, you know, you well, give you me a hard time for saying heck, but then you sneak in everything else. Well, technically... I mean, we didn't sneak anything in, and the reason we give you a hard time is because heck is a lame word. <laughs> yeah, heck is a lame word. There's a lot of better things you can say. There's literally, aside from you going H-E double hockey sticks to really make it long, drawn out, and cheesy. But technically, if you want to follow the PG-13 rule, you're allowed to use the F word in a non-sexual way at least once. There we go. And you still get the PG-13 rating. I'm, I'm not going to beat myself out anymore. See? I'm going to use it once an episode. Once an episode. <laughs> once an episode, just throw it, just, yeah, you can say it in it frustration. It feels like reality TV. You get one save per episode, mm-hmm. so you have to use it wisely. Use it, yeah, choose and lose it. So what do you think about the Boulevard Brewing Double? Ah. <laughs> I will say this, uh, but I, I by comparison to the first one, better than better, the, better yeah. in that sense. But I don't think there's a lot going on with it. No, it's not. It's yeah. It's not super flavorful. Ooh. Nope. Yeah. Neither of them finish. Yeah. That's. I mean, and that was one of my. In my transition to craft beer, it was always something that was important to me. Is even if it wasn't the flavor that I loved, I just wanted the beer to be well-rounded and have flavor from you know I want the nose and then I want flavor from start to finish, mm-hmm. and that was the thing with the. The epic, it started, okay, like this has this has some stoutiness to it. And then, like you said, it's just water, you know, like a carbonated water on the finish. Yeah. And um, now the double's not too sweet. Sometimes I find that if they don't know what they're doing on a double, it gets a little syrupy. But yeah, there's molasses in I'm, there for sure. I get the molasses. I don't really get the spices at all. No, I don't. Yeah. The coriander, the star anise. I don't know. It'll take more than one sip, but... Well, oh, guys, it's like it's, yeah. This is this is a tough beer night. And it's 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 basically like grading. I think this gets a higher grade if you're just grading the two, just because by comparison, it's got a little more to it. Certainly, because at least the finish still reminds me of beer. Like with the epic, right. it, it was that it it was like a watery finish. It, it was like it was like a, yeah, it can just completely went away. Right. And um, I feel like this one dies pretty quick too, though. I don't know. I think I think the porter died a little faster because at least that like because it died out. It wasn't even a porter. Water. It was yeah. a stout. It's a stout. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Oh god, it was a stout. See, my mind literally. I've been calling it a porter. I think for the last like five minutes. Yep. Because <laughs> it just didn't seem any type of as heavy as a stout, or at least any kind of stout that I usually demand from. I demand a stout. I so, like him dark and full bodied. I started to. <laughs> I started to tell Ian this story earlier, but I I think it bears repeating. So I went to Chicago for two days this week. Uh, And by two days, I mean like 25 hours. Oh. And uh, when I was done with all my meetings, 
I had already like went on Beer Advocate, staked out the area around my hotel for what is the best place to go drinking. Because obviously, you know, I want some good food and I want some local beer that I probably can't get anywhere else. Yeah, in Chi-Town, you should be able to find something. Well, it wasn't downtown. That was the tricky part is I was in a more modest suburb because we have to be able to afford it. Let's be real. (laughs) And um, so I found a place called the Bavarian Lodge, which was rated 100 on Beer Advocate for being a great bar restaurant. So I was like, perfect. They only opened at four. That's my only strike against them. Um, so I went there for about an hour. I got some almond crusted duck tenders. Again, Sounds pretty good. My only criticism is that there were about 20 of them. And I was looking around going, I need two friends to help me eat this. Because, it's you know, it's each duck tender is still the same. Um, and it would right. have been perfect as an appetizer shared, followed by something for else like shared. like a table. But uh, to have that for dinner was a little like, whoa, that's so much duck. I had no... <laughs> it was seven ninety five. I had no idea they were going to give me four ducks worth yeah, of tenders. Yeah, that's pretty impressive for seven ninety five. dollars um, So I had two different beers there. One was a Goose Island Reserve that was a stout. It was just over 10%. It was fantastic. And it was a little bit of a hurry. So when I ordered it, the waitress said... Like, I know you're, you know, I was, like, paying up so that as soon as I was done, I could leave. She's like, please wait as long as you can. Let this warm up. You'll be glad you did. And it was, it was totally an EMB. Good for her. You would have loved it. Like, it was just, it was rich and, like, warm caramels and, like, you taste the oakiness to it. It was really good. It sounds good. I kind of want some of that right now. <laughs> so yeah, I went from especially there. Especially when we're. <laughs> yeah, we're, I'm sorry. Right? Maybe this is more of a summer beer podcast than we thought. <laughs> <laughs> so I left there and I met a bunch of guys from work. Um, and when I say guys from work, I mean like they're sort of grandfathers. Like they're not you guys. Um, there are a lot of. Like, early 60s guys who said, oh, Shannon, you like beer? We've got the place to take you. It is called World of Beer. Funny enough. Um, They have 42 beers on tap. And then... It's not a lot of world. uh, No, but the... They had, first off, major props. They had nothing common on draft. So, you know... Pretty sure I went to a World of Beer in, in Savannah... And I wonder if they're not the same company. It would not surprise me. And then they had like... Did they serve any food? A wall, no. It might have been the same yeah. thing then. That really might have... They had no so food wall of I was, I was not necessarily impressed at World of Beer. No. I liked it. I didn't like that they didn't have food. It was very inconvenient. And... Because I would have stayed a lot They didn't longer. really have anything spectacular on tap for having that many taps. Okay. I think of It the, was also in Savannah, say so... Say 42 or so they had... Oh, at least 18 of them were local. So I drank entirely local while I was there. But one of the guys from work, I think he started to think it was a parlor trick. Like, dance, Shannon, dance. He would, what else can you do? Yeah. Dance for me, monkey. So he would say, okay, so this is what I like in a beer. These are three examples of beer that I drink. Order my next one, wench. And I was like, no, mistress. It's mistress. Mistress. (laughs) Um, And so I'd order it. It would come out. And he'd be like, oh, my God, you're amazing. Like, I'm the guy juggling seven balls with one hand or something. You know? You're like the the fortune teller. They're like, it's so true. What they said. It's like, all I did was. I gave her my palm and my sign, and she brought me a beer. (laughs) That's amazing. Oh my god, here, here, watch this. Look, let her sniff your wallet. She'll bring you a porter. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of what it felt like. Hey, whatever. When you tell people that this is what you do, it's like, it's like if you say you're a banker or something, and it's like, oh yeah, I'm looking to get a loan for a house. Like, where should I go? It's whatever, whatever you say you are, people want to talk to you about it. And you have to, you have to prove yourself. All right, I'm thinking of a color. A fabric and an Eastern European dictator. Pick my beer. (laughs) I like it. Um, Also, what I liked about it is... So, I I started him with the left-hand milk stout, um, which he 
was just enamored with. He thought it was great. Um, and then I did the Dragon's Milk mm-hmm. um, Imperial Stout, which I said, okay, this is more what I would order. And he had one sip and his eyes lit up and he goes, this is amazing. I can't drink that. <laughs> And this is I, great, but I can't have any of it. No, he said it would be a night ender for me. It was like 6.30, you know, um, because it was twice the ABV and just had a really mature, rich flavor to it. Sounds like a great way to start off an evening. <laughs> I know, that's, that's, that's a beginner. That's like, let's, let's begin there. Let's warm up the palate. But actually, so there wasn't food at World of Beer, but right across the parking lot, there was a new... World of Food? A new... <laughs> Food of the world. That's 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 how I would play. Jack, <laughs> that's kind of fantastic. Um, there was a restaurant that was a like winery and foodery, I think is what they called themselves, and they made all their own wines. So there were say twenty wines on the menu that you could order, but they were all made by this one company, um, and it's all right there in Illinois. So I felt like I drank local while I was visiting, and I did not get my very very favoritist Chicago style pizza, but I didn't mind so much because I also got to try some really neat stuff. I What's your very favoritist Chicago style pizza? The deep dish kind? Oh, I thought you had like specific like toppings specifics. or like a, a store that you liked to go to. Um, I went, you know how, oh, I'm not going to remember and all of our listeners in Chicago are going to hate me right now, but Chicago has its own version of Pat's and Gino's. Like they have the... Uh, like Giordano's, Giordino's, and um, another place. They, but there's two main Chicago-style pizza mm-hmm. uh, vendors, and I've been to both, and I thought they were both very good in their own right, and I was sort of like, oh, and I found out that in my mind, any decent homemade Chicago pizza is a good Chicago pizza. Good enough for me. So... I think it's because I don't usually put a lot of sauce on my pizza, and with the deep dish nature, it's drowning in sauce. So <laughs> to me, it tastes very similar. Interessant. So wait, you don't like a lot of sauce, but deep dish has a lot of sauce. Yes. So I guess was the deep, the, the deeper, di- thicker pizza compensate then? Yes, they also okay. like layer the toppings. Okay. So it's True. more, of, it's more of a, it's more of a pie. Of a pizza pie, if mm. you will. Does that make sense? Yeah, so that's that's what two things I would want. One of two things I would want to do in Chicago: pizza and Second City. That would be. Mm. Those would be those are my two markers that I need to get out there to to check out and do. I. Oh, baby tomatoes catching up. Don't mind, <laughs> Chicago. Oh, Rich Lee, there's a little epic left. Gee whiz, could we help you with that? Hmm. <laughs> We do have to water some roses. So. <laughs> That's good. Sorry, there's a, a large format bottle. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to make sure I distributed it evenly. Uh-huh. In my biggest glass and your biggest pour. I was, you know. He doesn't know I, it's been a while since he's handled some large format. for everyone. <laughs> sure. <clears throat> Would you like to regale Rich Lee and our listeners about the utterly fantastic beer class we went to? Uh, sure, I can talk about that a little bit. Yeah, we're seeing While some While the baby tomato the sips here in the corner. We were uh, very fortunate to have uh, gotten tickets for uh, Feinberg's Fired Up. Um, it was a class that uh, Tria hosted for the opening day of Beer Week. Mm. And Who doesn't love alliteration? Yeah. Yeah. Everyone loves alliteration. Well, and apparently Feinberg has hosted a class every, every year. For year the for past five or six, I think they yes. said. Uh, so we were very lucky. And uh, for those that don't know, he is pretty much the... Sole responsible person for, I would say, Belgian beers being in America, because 30 years ago he thought, hey, I had this Belgian beer, it was pretty delicious. I bet there's some other people that might like this as well. He lived in Belgium for a couple of years, so he had I would just want to hug him then. Yeah. Yeah. I've just been like, thank you. And, uh, you I mean, he still, he still has a home there. And he uh, started a Belgian import company, and uh, it was just pretty... Pretty fantastic, but he's also kind of, he's a little worried that that beer has maybe gotten a little too crazy. So this class is about kind of bringing it back to basics 
of uh, what what beer should be, kind of the classic Belgian style of beer. So, after the man has commented on a take five beer. <laughs> uh, he had he had some very valid points, and it doesn't matter what crazy name you give a beer or what funny flavors you can put in it. If it's not a good quality beer, then it doesn't well, and matter. that's something we've often said on the podcast. Is I I don't actually I think we'd actually said it on the podcast the week before we saw him, uh, and I guess it's worth repeating because he felt the same way. And I said, look, if you make a good IPA. Great. If you make a bad IPA, don't waste my time. Don't waste everyone's time. Don't wake, waste your own money. Like, just don't, don't make, make it. it. <laughs> yeah. And I kind of made that comment in class, and he was like, "Yes." <laughs> he gave me he gave me bonus points. Uh, I must oh, tell you, you a gold star. I, I got a gold star. I w- would it be a gold mug of maybe or a gold so cooler proud. class between Ian and cousin Max, who also joined us for the class. I felt like. A rock star. Like, they were just on their A-game. And they had such great questions and comments. And um, he wanted it to be a discussion, but so many people, at least for the first it's, it's 40 minutes or so. It's uh... difficult it to... It, it's challenging to engage and you want to look like, you know... I, don't I think know. everyone goes back to the, like, almost the grade school slash high school classroom setting where everyone's afraid to be that person. Yeah. Right. Nobody wants to be like, I know a lot about beer and I'm trying to show off, but at the same time, they are trying to answer the questions. And then there's uh, the element of, there's probably a little awe there. You know, this yeah. is pretty big name in beer. And, you know, the people that are there obviously like beer a lot. Well, that too. And you don't want to you don't want to look like the idiot that, go, that you know, you don't want to, I guess, look bad with someone that's kind of like a right. rock star of beer. You don't want to be like, you oh, think it's, you know it's it like all. an IPA. You don't and he's like, that. actually, it's uh, not at all an IPA. <laughs> it's that fear of it's, yeah, because it's that fear of failure of like you walking up and going, yeah. So and you're trying to make some kind of pointer or beer, and he just goes, "You're, you, do you drink? You beer? couldn't be more wrong. Yes. Yeah, couldn't be wrong. Next question. You're just like, <sighs> yeah. Uh, so, but I think after a couple of beers, it was a lot easier for yeah. everyone to kind of uh, yeah. enjoy, indulge, and uh, I had a good time with that. And we were also doubly blessed uh, because. As we were sitting down to get the class started, I got a phone call from a... With a dying cell phone battery. Yeah, like 2% I had like 3% left. battery <laughs> left, and my phone rang, and like the class is about to start, and I was like, I don't pick up numbers, I don't know. So I let it go to voicemail, and then it, there was a message, so I had to check it, because I was like, who would be calling me? And uh, it was actually a, uh, a bartender friend of mine from Jose Pistola's, the wonderful Casey Parker, uh, who just happened to have two extra tickets to the opening party for Beer Week that night, and would I be interested in them? So he has the nerve to ask me this. Like, do I? I ever had already say responded no? yes, <laughs> but we both had early mornings, and it had been quite a uh, busy weeks in general. Uh, so I, I said, "Do you want to go?" And she's like, "Clearly," and I was like, "Good, tickets are waiting for us." Uh, so we got to go to the. Uh, at the visitor center in uh, at Independence Hall, we got to go to the opening party where they probably had I don't know fifty beers on tap, or fifty companies yeah. with probably seventy beers on tap, and uh, you got a little taster glass when you walk through the door, and there's a whole bunch of people there. I think I saw my my buddy posting about that because uh, a friend of mine is known as Mr. Philadelphia. Mr. Philadelphia. He is the. Uh, he sounds dapper. Al Lee, as I jokingly call huh. him, cousin. Uh, though he is of the Asian persuasion, so not literally cousins. Which, ah. funny story about that, we met working in radio, and we get schedules just sent out. He saw my name and thought, wow, they hired another Asian Another Asian. Because <laughs> he thought I was himself, the only token one. Exactly. That's, he used to call himself Al, the only Asian at Greater Media, Lee. <laughs> and then we finally met, and he goes, oh, this is Al Lee. And I jokingly went, cousin. And he goes, his head goes down. And I go, what? He looks up at me and says, I stereotype my own race. <laughs> I said, how do you mean? He goes, I saw your name and I automatically assumed Asian. I said, that's okay. So you did and so did AT&T because at one point AT&T sent my family something written in Korean. Oh my gosh, that's yeah. fantastic. And, and that's like, it's a Korean and also Chinese name and his parents are... You were um, also filling a quota. They just hadn't met you yet. I know. <laughs> we're going to hire this Lee guy. They were just like, Lee, there you go. And, uh, oh, cat jumping. 
Yeah. And uh, so he he now uh, got a job working with um, Philly Tourism and being like like the man in the like the Welcome Center mm. to the point where he's worked himself up to where he is known as Mr. Philadelphia. He's Mr. got a tattoo that says anything, uh, everything great, about it. And it's a great moniker. moniker. Yeah. yeah. Mr. Philadelphia himself. So he was posting on Instagram a bunch of things probably from that opening ceremony because I saw like a whole lot of stuff yeah. with Beer Week. It was, was kind of crazy, but it was really cool. One of my favorite things about Beer Week is they just have a big hammer that travels around to all the different bars that taps the kegs. And uh, the mayor always taps the inaugural keg, whatever it happens to be that year. This year was kind of cool. They did uh, the Brotherly Suds. Uh, it was a, a collaboration beer between four different brewers. I think it was Yards. Victory. Yeah. And two other and two local other brewers. Brewers. <laughs> and two other local that we should brewers. definitely know. It is, well, no, they call it Brotherly Suds every year. This year's Brotherly Suds Four. Right. Um, so, but what style it is, I think, changes year to year. But it was pretty good. I we met the guy from Stouts. They did a they had a really good one. And then who was next to Stouts that was also unbelievable? Oh, uh, yeah, we have their card. We have to look uh, at that. I don't remember because I kid you not. Two days later, someone said. This beer is amazing. You have to try it. And I said, I like, did. Oh, I just did. Opening t- oh, it was it was Fegley's. Oh, Fegley's Brew Works. That's what it yeah. was. Yeah. Because they had the uh, the Space Monkey, which is a raspberry saison. Excellent. It was really nice. Um, I think I had three samples. And even even Casey uh, was drinking it when we got there, and he said uh, he was like, "Yo, I'm drinking this saison beer. You should check it out. It's over at Fegley's." And uh, he was somebody that I. You know, certainly trust for beer. So we, we went over and we, we tried a few different kinds and we ran into some people we knew. We ran into all sorts of people. It was lots of fun. It's so that why was we our always travel well-dressed. Philly Beer Week. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's the one disappointment that my show was gone so long that we didn't get to partake in any Philly Beer Week festivities. It was my one. Mm-hmm. About it, because I wanted to go try and check I out some I got an invitation today to a uh, beer and grilled cheese pairing class. Not really. More like event at uh, World Cafe Live. Interesting. Really? Well, I guess with like, the whole Monday. explosion of I'm going to World Cafe out. Live, but it's just for a concert. Um, it's in like two or three weeks, because originally I thought, oh, this is how they're celebrating Beer Week, but it's not. It's like late June. Uh, maybe the 26th or so, so something around then. Um, Interesting. I just thought they said you're not going to find any craft singles or Miller Lite. This is like leave your wonder bread Always at the door. Always a good start. Yeah. Um, so I thought that's kind of a neat, and especially on a Monday night, you know, it's not going to get ruckus, but it'll probably be a really fun time. I, I, well, the word ruckus and grilled cheese usually don't go <laughs> together, for at least for me. Usually, grilled cheese, I kind of that's that's when you want to just chill. That's when the grilled cheese comes. You have to out. bring a flask of tomato soup with you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, just have it on there. And we're like, what's it? Oh, you got some whiskey? No, tomato soup. <laughs> mm. Vodka, vodka, tomato soup. Yeah. Um, oh. Sorry, you first. Actually, mine's directly related. Me Go first. For it. Okay. Right. So, the restaurant that I was supposed to eat at last night um, before I found this winery place uh, had gin tomato soup, where it was like a fresh tomato soup with a little chunkiness. And when they brought it out to you, they poured a shot of gin over the top. Interesting. I really would like to. It, it seems to make sense, though, because gin is just so spicy and earthy. And if you put the right. I don't know. I might have to. I, 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 might have to look I, I up will the say, I, if you if you make it, I would try it. <laughs> I just haven't had the greatest experiences with gin and flavor. Uh, oh, I love gin. I I had mint gin at one point. Well, that sounds Ooh, terrible. That sounds and gross. it it was the I think the equivalent I can think of. You know, they say when you a certain sense, if you have a really strong smell of something, you can almost taste it. Like it's, it's pairing with taste. Well, after from smelling Christmas trees, this felt like I was eating one. Yes, that's what <laughs> gin is like. What mint gin. And it's just like, it was God, God awful. But in tomato soup, maybe it might blend a little bit well. Uh, I mean, I, as you know, as the beer mistress, I, I will turn to your knowledge and go, I'll give it a shot. Yeah, well, it's, it's gin. But I'll, I, I still it's, I think it's... It's gin, but it's tomato <laughs> soup and, and gin. 
Your turn. Sorry. Thank you for letting me. No, it's. Uh, I was just going to remark that there there seems to be a lot of beer dinners happening. Uh, there's another one happening at Kildare's and Maniunk, uh, and it's with the Great Lakes, and mm. it's four courses for twenty five bucks. Wow. Which I think is deals and squeals. That's pretty awesome. Um, and now, granted, you're not getting fillet with any of those courses, but. I think the, the reason they're able to do it for so cheap is because they focus on a brewery and the brewery probably just donates the beer for it right. or they get it at a pretty good rate because they're saying, hey, we're doing a party with your name on it. They were uh, trying to push your right. brand. Your, your brand, your And beers. if they fall in love with it, they're going to order that at the end of the night. Right. And the next time they come in. Right. Uh, but that's also kind of my issue with all these beer dinners is... If you can't do a porter well, don't do a porter. Right. But all these ones will. And so if you have that dessert course or that, you know, maybe game meat course, you're going to want to throw like a porter with it. And it's like, well, your porter's not that good. So <laughs> I feel really like... you educating people correctly. Right. And I just feel like the pairings aren't normally... They're not as strong. They're not that good. And they could be so much better. I did realize... But you're just so limited by the fact that you're just dealing with one brewery. I mean, let me be honest, I'm looking for a career change to do something in, say, the realm of beer a lot more permanently. But I had this moment where I realized I don't think I could ever work for a brewery because I have yet to find the brewery, you know, that I could just get behind one of them. I like the flexibility of loving beer. Russian River? All beer. Allagash? Southern tier. It would probably. There's a few yeah. I could. I think I could beer rep for, but I don't, certainly wouldn't like be a. And hey, I know that all they do is hang out with other beer reps and drink all these other guys' beer too. It's That's not like true. you have to only drink that beer. I guess that it's beer, that, right? yeah, that whole, that like, is true. Trust feel... me, working in radio, radio promotions, promoting yes, generally promoting like the Miller Lights and the Buds and the Coronas, but you go out with these beer reps that they that are repping companies that ship multiple styles and different different breweries all over the place right you see them like you know one guy like we're at a bud event and he's drinking a chimay because it's like he's like yeah i'm not gonna i like chimay i'm gonna drink this is that they still go out and do all that other stuff still they just represent right. the one particular one is what they have the job with i um, got really excited because i sometimes on the side like to be a brand ambassador it's a fun like promo modeling thing, and just for the fancy title. I got an email that's like, we need people who understand alcohol, you know, twenty one or over, yada yada yada. These must be your measurements. Fill in the blank. <laughs> and um, I was so excited, and then I clicked to respond, and it's like, you know, we're looking for Miller Lite girls. I was like, nope, not putting my face on that. It's not happening. Doesn't I'm sorry, I thought you said alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me, do you fit well in small, tight referee outfits? <laughs> and we've got Sign me up. <laughs> we've got Miller Lite for they you. They look great on my floor. I will say I had a prideful moment uh, going back a little bit to um, what you were talking about, the raspberry Saison. As I turned and girlfriend Kathy was just like, yeah, it's a Saison. I was like, what? Look at her tossing out some knowledge. Yeah, well played. Making me proud. It mm -hmm. is a very good brewery. And we still have to try their Rude Elf. Yeah, we do. We'll give it a roll one of these times. I've, and I've seen that too, and I think that was another one I saw and wanted to try. Because anything like with a, with a, that kind of title, because I think I saw Elf and initially thought it was at one point Mad Elf and I passed it by. I saw Rude Elf and I went, I think, you know, sometimes on name alone, I will choose a beer. Like if it's a, if it's a catchy name and, a, and a, a style that I'm thinking... That might be good. I'm hoping it because I'm looking for the whole. I like a fun package. We should truly try them both every year because Mad Elf definitely changes year it to does. year, just like every other mm -hmm. beer. Um, and so I know that I read a review last year just pitting the two against each other, and it basically said that Rudolph couldn't bring it. But you never know from year to year. It could, you know, it could vary for sure. Yeah. I can't believe that we're sitting here drinking stout and double in June talking about the Christmas beer we're going to drink. It's just like we should, we're cutting out full seasons. Also, you can't complain about the heat when it hasn't really been hot yet. I don't know. That last weekend uh, was pretty warm. Last weekend was like in really? the 90s. When it was like 100 and something? Pretty sure that was pretty hot and <laughs> awful. Now it's 58 and raining. 
Is it only 58? That sounds gorgeous. <laughs> I hope it just keeps raining <laughs> and staying this temperature. My outdoor theater self can have none of that. <laughs> <laughs> so I, here's my thought. So I haven't yet told the world this, but um, in about a week, I have to get a knee surgery. And because of that, I can't be drinking there for a little while. So if you guys are really going to have a takeover... That would be the time for it. That would be the time it. to that do it. That would be the time for it. I, did, I told Ian that I will gladly podcast on pain medicine because that could be just as entertaining as drinking. <laughs> um, I will gladly pay you Tuesday for a Vicodin today. <laughs> <laughs> I also thought because he's been dying to do a sour beer episode. Yeah. That would be a perfect everyone? time to do a sour beer episode when I don't have to drink them. Oh, Make me go through no. that. I haven't gotten there yet, So, but if you can convert me, I'll do, I'll do it. As I always said, I will do whatever. I will try anything once. In my honest opinion. Or Ian, twice. Yeah, I was going to say, Ian's more of a twice kind of twice. guy. <laughs> oh, you never know what you're going to get, right? Once, twice, three times a lady. No, after the third time, she's not a lady anymore. Sure That's why is. the lady is a tramp. <laughs> <laughs> Now we're just talking in song lyrics. <laughs> Weird. <That's, laughs> it's like talking in the, the, the talking in movie titles game. That just gets crazy after a while. It gets bizarre. Though. Oh right. That's a game. I just thought that was real life. I just. <laughs> is that how you and Jason talk to each other? <laughs> Sinfully, slowly. Yeah, I just look at him and say, "I love you, man." And he just goes, "Twilight." <laughs> Cousin Max cut his hair so that he doesn't have twilight hair anymore. It'll be back. It, that's, I'm like, mm, unless he cuts it every three weeks, I don't think he's going to. <laughs> twilight hair? He does. He has twilight hair. Like, Which, are we talking sparkly vampire hair? Is yeah. That what he goes oh, for? yeah. He, he puts glitter in it and everything. <laughs> does he? <laughs> then that's not coming out. He could, he'd have to shave himself bald to get glitter out. Is that... From experience that you were speaking right what, now? Oh, Maybe. come on. Have you ever, have, have you, oh, you're a girl. Have you been to a prom before? It's for a high school prom. High, you're a guy. You've been to a strip club before. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, wait, it's like, wait, where's that piece of glitter from? Is that still from high school? No, that smells like shame. That was from the strip club. Oh, oh there was a glitter event in high school. Was there really? Yeah. I don't think we did. No, it was, a, it was the whole thing of like girls. Oh, like, no, it wasn't like an event. For myself, there was an event. Oh, event, yeah. like a, a glitter life event? Uh, yeah, kind of. How does it stick to your tongue, Ian? Tell us. No, it was... Um, He's a cunning linguist. Uh, <laughs> I, was, I was doing the theater back then. Is that what you kids call these days? And I was uh, Oberon. So part oh, of my okay. makeup consisted of some, uh, some glitter. Did you And there was, the there was a girl I, I knew at the time. And... Uh, as was, you know, par for the course. There was some, some making out on the couch, and we ended up dating for a little while, and like a year later, we would still find this green glitter on that couch. <laughs> That's like, yep. It doesn't go away. <laughs> it really doesn't. Nope, not in the slightest bit. And you nope. can't really wash a couch. No, you can vacuum it. Can it's vacuum not going it. anywhere, though. No. He picks out the small pieces just singing, Memories on the pictures of mine. <laughs> did, okay, so you as Oberon, did you still have the goatee? Uh, that's harkening back a while. Part of me wants to say no. I think they made me shave it. I think I would make you shave it. I'm pretty sure I did. I still don't know how I feel about seeing your chin. I think that I'm okay if I spend the rest of my life not seeing your chin. <laughs> what chin? <laughs> uh, that being said, as a director, I think I'd make you shave for Oberon. I've had to go the other way, though. I've, I've had directors be like, I'd really like you to shave. And then I shave, and they're like, uh, how fast can you grow that back? <laughs> like, pretty fast. Can we, can, we, can we put that back on? Do you still have the shaving? Did you, can we glue you it back to your shaving? Can we spirit glue it back onto your face? The answer is almost always give me a couple days. <laughs> Just got to think really hard. Some hair just popping so, out. Is it the gray thoughts mean one thing and the red thoughts mean another? Or? <laughs> uh, who knows? <laughs> I just thought you'd know better. No. 
No, I don't know much of anything. <laughs> well, there you go for just let me think for a couple of days. <laughs> <laughs> just putting it out. Just putting it out there. Throwing it all out there. If you like it, take it. If not, throw it right back. So are there any other Beer Week events that you're going to make sure you get to? Uh, honestly, I'm not sure. I've been uh, pretty busy paying the, paying the day job bills recently, so I'm going to do my best. That's all I got. Oh, you went to the Goat's Beard. I did go to the Goat's Beard. I wanted beard. to hear a review of that because uh, a friend of mine told me about it. It looked amazing. I had a great time there. Uh, it's a new place in Maniunk. It's about halfway down Main Street, if you're familiar with it. Um, so, it's uh, a tapas-style restaurant. They've got a good classic cocktail selection. They've got... What kind of vibe is it? Because the pictures look almost like English pub it is a little English pubby, okay. Um, but it's top. It's small plates. I won't say it's tapas. It doesn't really have that Spanish flair to it. Okay. Uh, but it's definitely small plate stuff. Um, so the thing I liked about it was their waitstaff, or at least my waitress, was awesome. Did not bat an eyelash at the "Bring me your favorite drink" card that I threw out. Uh, so that was a lot of fun. She was just like, "Okay, I will." And she liked that. Uh, we also let her choose a dish for us, which she didn't hesitate for at all. Just went ahead and picked something. And I ended up meeting the owner and complimented him on the staff. And I, I said how, how important I think a, a staff is. And I go, that's why I come back to places. And uh, her name was Caitlin. And I said, I think Caitlin's doing a really great job. I'm sure you know that. But I just want you to know how important as a guest it is for me to experience awesome white staff. And I think you're doing a great job. Now, was the other type of guy that he, was he just out there kind of greeting the table saying how uh, They've only been open about two months. So he was actually working behind the bar. I think he was just kind of helping out. Okay. Probably just there because he's probably going to live there for the next six months uh, until it's kind of got the flow going, basically. Yeah, yeah. because like, a lot of times I, I like with certain smaller restaurants that I've been to, um, one of which it's locally... It's the, the owners, they own the restaurant uh, Pesto. It's an Italian restaurant that's on Broad Street. I went to what... Used to be, I think it was on 9th Street. They had a secondary restaurant, Io uh, 2, which they closed down and actually moved down the shore. Okay. But it was it was pretty much, you weren't getting in that much difference. Io uh, 2 was a little bit smaller. It was a little more intimate because it was like back off abroad, like way back down in South Philly. So we just knew it because my friend's dad knew the owner. Mm -hmm. But what was great was she was always there kind of going back and forth to both restaurants, but a lot of times she liked to come up and greet the, each table. Like she would talk sure. um, and say, how are you? That kind of thing, get a little more intimate. I think that's kind of cool for certain owners. Like one of the best Mexican places I went into that I still to this day rave about to anyone that goes out to San Francisco is was Tommy's. And everyone goes, Tommy's from Mexico? Right, it didn't Tommy's even Tommy's Mexican. Tommy's Mexican. Well, we met the owner, and, it, and he said his, his grandfather came over and wanted to Americanize it. He was, it was, it was, his grandfather came over around, like, the 60s and was kind of afraid at some of the immigration kind of backlash back then. Huh. So he kind of wanted to Americanize it and just pick the name of maybe, like, a friend of his. Right. Or, or the Who. He'd been listening to a lot of the Who. <laughs> <laughs> and did that. So it's like this little restaurant, and it was just great. He greeted everybody. He greeted you, got to know your name, and said goodbye to you by name when you left. Like, we told him where we were from, and he was all cool. Gave us a bunch of shot glasses. He said, oh, and I wish I remembered this list. Obviously, we ended up getting way too sauced that, that <laughs> night. With the events of that night. That was weekends of $1,000 bar tab nights. I remember um, that. Yes. Whoa. Best weekend ever. Uh and I want a thousand. He wanted to. Uh, he gave us a bunch of lists of restaurants, great Mexican places to go in, like New York, Philly, DC, that he thought was the best. We're like, oh, I'll have to check those out. Yeah, I don't remember any of those. Aww. But he was great, and he was. He, he had us try like all these different kinds of like tequilas and rums from Mexico, and said, you know, try these, try these, and 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 try this out here. Oh, try to pair it with that. And what impressed me, one of the things that impressed me the most was I was not even into guacamole until this place. Oh. And you know how most Mexican places just give you like, they'll give you like chips and dip and that, like chips and some little bit of salsa. Right. And that's, that's kind of the thing. That's just a little bit. And then you have to order the guacamole. No, the guacamole was there. That's like awesome. a softball sized thing of guacamole just right <laughs> on your table. 
and the food was amazing. The owner was great, and that's I think it makes a little bit more of an intimacy you get with those smaller places if the owner takes the time to really say, "Hey, how are you?" Sure. This is our menu. How is things going? Oh, or you know, give those kind of suggestions and things like that. And yeah, the staff is important to really know the menu and be able to say, "Well, what is your favorite?" And sometimes it might not be for everybody, but it's good to have personal choices. I for my birthday. Um, I went to a place in a very sketchy part of D.C. Uh, I let a friend from work pick it because I said, look, you know what I like. Um, you know, I'm an adventurous eater and I want something, you know, that I wouldn't be able to get somewhere else. So I'm going to venture to the far recesses. And he said, oh, I got somewhere that's a little exotic. I said, oh, exotic food. He goes, no, the neighborhood is a little exotic. <laughs> it's like, okay. Well, the man just did not speak English. <laughs> like I would say on a one to five scale, he spoke English at about a one and a half. Mm. Um, so I, I mean, I listened intently to everything he was saying. Um, he did a very good job. He was, he was thorough and he, you know, tried to go slow and, and say what he had to say. Um, but I could like, the specials that weren't on the menu. Like, he highlighted some of the things about it, but the specials that weren't on the menu, Jason didn't have a clue. Like, he couldn't have told you if it was a salad or if it was a chicken dish or if it was, you know, a right. deep-fried oyster. Like, he had no idea. Um, or a Rocky Mountain <laughs> So, I thought we did pretty, pretty good. We got all the way to dessert, and he asked if we would like dessert. I was really full. I haven't eaten a good proper, you know, six course meal in a while. Um, and they had a great and creative cocktail menu. So I had actually had a couple of cocktails instead of beer or wine, which is what I'm so used to. And Jason's like, it's your birthday. You know, you've got to have dessert. We've got to put a candle in something, order something. Well, there was no dessert menu. There was only him describing each dessert. <laughs> And I look at Jason's face and I can see the steam coming out of his ears like, I don't know what I, you know, I don't want to order something that's completely not even desserty. Right. And finally, I just looked at the man and I said, do you have a favorite? And he said, oh, yes. I said, amazing. Bring me your favorite. <laughs> like, I, forget this. And he, you saw this fleeting moment of, are you sure? And I said, oh, yes, yes. Whatever you want is going to be perfect. And it was delicious. Um, it was chocolate, chocolate, and chocolate, just for the record. Hard to go wrong with chocolate, chocolate, yep. and chocolate, I think. I think in many languages you really can understand chocolate. Chocolate, yeah. There are many words for kind chocolate. Of it kind of branched out where you were like, I think he said chocolate. You say chocolate? Just go, yes. <laughs> That's probably what I want. Ooh! So, one more story, if I may. Of course. Uh, I've recently, I've been working for Cirque du Soleil. In their uh, box office selling tickets. I was going to say, when I tell people you work for Cirque du Soleil, <laughs> they want to know what your everyone, act is. Everyone asks if I'm doing, if I'm performing. <laughs> and I'm like, clearly not. <laughs> I've not spent the past 15 years, you know. Building up your upper body strength. Yeah. Uh, two of these guys working on the show look like their muscles are drawn on. Uh, it's ridiculous. Uh, but they're not. <laughs> uh, but I, I went Kathy's out. disappointed. I took, uh, I took two... Uh, well, one of my coworkers and her boyfriend out. Uh, they both work on the show. To Tria. Nice. And uh, they had a lovely time. I made sure they had a truffle toast. Uh, our our good friend Cal was there. And at the end, there's three different desserts they have on right now. They have the uh, blood orange panna cotta. Yes. They have the Valhalla chocolate cake, and they have their new uh, bread pudding, the brioche bread pudding. And I was like, well, the desserts are pretty good here. You know, if you guys want to get one, I, I'd recommend it. And they're like, oh, I don't know what to get. There's, uh, mm -mm. And so Cal came by and I was like, I would like a trio of desserts, please. So we ended up getting one of each. And uh, it was that, that is dessert that I will indulge on and I will enjoy. The blood orange panna cotta is pretty great. It was. There I think out of sheer cool name, the Valhalla, I would have to try first. Well, it's actually Valrona. Uh, I just, every time call I see it, I call it the Valhalla, Valhalla cake, yeah. and I'll order it that way, and they're like, do you mean the Valrona? And I'm like, if you prefer. <laughs> <laughs> like, my name's cooler. Right? And they're, well, they're always like, Valhalla does sound pretty awesome. Yeah. <laughs> there is a recipe. The chocolate cake of gods. God, yeah. Of god Vikings. Od um, Odin's cake. 
somewhat inspired by panna cotta that you made for your mother last year for Mother's Day. Indeed. Um, there is a recipe for citrus panna cotta with blood orange glaze on our website at dashingrogue.com. It's part of the new Beer Mistress's Corner. So if these things sound tasty to you, go check them out. Yeah, you can make them yourself. Probably. Probably. <laughs> Trial and error. It happens. You gotta do food yeah. experiments. You know what? Panna cotta is not that hard for as delicious and delicate and like just fulfilling. That I it feel is. like it's something you can probably like fail easily, but when done, when just like when you take your time with it and just do it right, it's freaking yeah great. You need twenty minutes. So if you mess up, it only took twenty minutes. You know, I mean, and chill time. But if I'm not actively stirring or whatever, then it doesn't really count. I know some good desserts. We just had one for our uh, me and girlfriend Kathy's anniversary. I got her got her some delicious gelato cake. Mm. That was very very well made on and and a pretty rushed job. They usually need forty eight hours, but they did it for me in a day. Is uh, from whence? Coco's Gelateria. Holy uh, cow! Back in the in, in Delaware County, in, in the Delco neighborhood. Delco, where uh, Coco's Pizza bought, yeah, bought the old did. what's they bought the old what's the scoop and they made it from a trash to a treasure and it, they did it they did a heck of a job. The owner and his wife went to Italy. That's awesome. And learned, just learned everything there is to know to make to make Italian uh, gelato and they try to ship as many ingredients in and just try oh. different flavors. <laughs> and they have regular things. They have the gelato, they have regular like ice cream that they make there and also uh, sorbets. I passed Coco's sorbets. tonight on my way here and my mouth watered. Like that is, oh. We didn't realize how much we, we had some like some pretty solid pizza places until we moved to the main line and realized that apparently they don't appreciate good pizza places because <laughs> most of the places that are like, best of the main line is like, this stinks. <laughs> like and they flat pizza, no sauce. And they're like they close it. Like, oh sorry, we're it's seven o'clock. We're closed. I'm like, what? I'm ready to, to have a pizza what was party the place right with now. The beach that we used to go. The um, Bill loved it so much because they put the imperial the sand in the bottom. Yes, that would be imperial pizza. Okay, imperial pizza is the stuff that bad decisions are made oh of. Oh my god, I said imperial pizza only survived because it was open till two a.m. So basically, yes. underage drinking and pot smokers kept this place going. The number of times we would look around at a party, it's like twelve thirty, and you go, "All right, who's the soberest? You need to run." It's five ninety five for a large pizza. Yeah, it's, like you couldn't beat it. It's pretty solid. And that's all they make. It's like, oh no, they make pizza. Here's the weirdest thing: their menu <laughs> is pizza and meatball subs. <laughs> that is it. That is all they have. You want fries? Ah, shit out of luck. <laughs> you want cheesesteaks? Nope. It, nope. Ask somewhere else. But if you're in the mood for pizza and meatball subs, you got it. Yeah. If you want pizza that is in dire, dire need of a like some kind of graft made onto it so it doesn't flop down to your lap yeah. and you lift it up by the crust. It's not good pizza. No. It's perfect drunk pizza. Yeah. <laughs> but it's not good That's pizza. That's why I always try to go for the white pizza so that yeah. at least it doesn't, the sauce doesn't... I can like, taste doesn't the sauce all in over. my... Yeah. Like, it's tangy. It's, almost, it's one of those closer to ketchup than tomato sauce. Yeah, it, yeah absolutely. It's literally like they're, they're trying to save some money. They just mixed water and ketchup yeah. and just smeared it and we're like all right mozzarella cheese and whatever else that'll melt on it fine but at least we got to say that at least around here one pizza place that has caught us has been narberth pizza or it's also called italian delight and that's been probably the closest and we've liked it and the owner todd has been really cool awesome. uh I'll have to give that a try and they they've been at least something that reminds me of like the coco's yes. kind of pizza place and uh, they've ex like finally he initially weren't delivering, but now they're he's trying to get the delivery service. Like I know a delivery up. service if they need. Yes. Well, like delivery drivers, like they're doing, yeah. like having oh. drivers do their own to do delivery out of there. But they've been really good, and and in fact, on coming back from the MS walk down in Ocean City, we I happened to be looking Facebook, and I went, oh hey, girlfriend Kathy, you just won twenty five buck a twenty five dollar gift card to there. Guess we're eating there today. Yeah. Nice. Boom. They're like, all right. Dinner's on them. Yeah, but so far they've been the, the best one. Well, uh, we have found what I've dubbed the Imperial of the Main Line is Ardmore Pizza because they're open to like midnight. And we Ooh. got a pizza from there and it totally made me think <laughs> of Imperial Pizza. And I go, I'm like, oh my God, we found the Imperial of the Main Line. It's still, there's always that one place 
that just goes like Guess we're what? here. My standards start to drop off after about ten thirty when it comes to what I need from a pizza. There's, that's true. Sometimes you just <laughs> so, need pizza. Yeah. <laughs> I I will admit that. You but just it's like, need something. I I will I will say though like the, the the phrase like you know like you know pizza and sex you can't have bad of either. I'm like oh um, no. There's yeah, things. I'm gonna disagree. One of the worst pizzas ever was when I was in all Catholic course. Was this girl I knew? Of. <laughs> yeah. Was, yeah. Wait a minute. Her name was Pizza. No, um, her nickname was Pizza because she sauced everywhere. Um, Whoa. Uh, <laughs> I couldn't help myself there. But no, it's like we got they they were making pe- they were making pizza in the cafeteria at uh, Archbishop Carroll High School. I'm like, all right, pizza, and I grab right. it. I'm looking High at it. High school cafeteria pizza doesn't actually count as pizza. <laughs> no, what? Like when pizza I, no, when I went to Bonner, group? their pizza wasn't bad at Bonner. Their pizza was actually fairly well. I'm done. gonna, I'm gonna agree to disagree with you on this one. Cause no, it's no. When this no, this was awful with the fact where literally like the cheese was hard and it flaked off, and I went. I don't. I can't eat this. This is. This was not pizza. This is. This is why American pizza gets a bad reputation. Yeah. It's, well, this European pizza has such a good one. <laughs> I think the Italians make good pizza. I think they make an okay margarita. <laughs> <laughs> All, right, All right, guys. It is that time. We've only just we begun. Yeah, well. And, and on pizza, which hey, more, I More more on pizza next time. I know. <laughs> we do talk about beer. We could segue into pizza quite easily on any occasion. Beer and Needless pizza. Needless to say, not our best beer podcast. No, <laughs> this is. I think we we all were like, there's a couple modes of. Uh, we, I don't know what to talk about now because I'm still sad about the water beer. <laughs> Is that what we call this episode? Water, water beer? beer. Water, water. It's they, not they, a po- selling point This podcast episode, Watered Down. <laughs> oh, <laughs> <boo>. <laughs> Titled. Water Beer Down. <laughs> uh, I am on Twitter at Beer Mistress. I am on Twitter at Dashing underscore Rogue. And I sometimes contribute at Fun with a Pickle. Ding. <laughs> uh, we are on Facebook.com slash Dashing Rogue and always at DashingRogue.com. We love your questions, your comments, your haikus, and anything else you want to throw at us. Keep sharing. And yes, we, we read everything you send in and sometimes even have long discussions about it, even if we don't always read it on the air. So, so please continue to keep us thinking. Ian's got some more gray hairs to ping out on his beard when he has deep bing, thoughts. Bing, uh, This is Shannon, your beer mistress. The professor. And Rick and Rich. Until next time. <laughs>